You are now tuned in to one of the most intellectual, edit, thought-provoking podcast there is. Mindful discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check. One, two, one, two. Uh, check. Uh. Today I woke up with some shit on mine. Would I redo anything if I could go press with wine? Whether I slung or rap, just hope that they don't intertwine. I still have my competition shook, oh me, oh my. Cause this here ain't no regular, uh, degular. I'm busy, let me check my schedule. I'm telling you, can't even stop and chat. Just hit my cellular, I only got time for the wise. As for the rest of you, uh, suck a dick, ain't life a bitch. Hope I don't get her pregnant. Karma keep coming round, I told her I ain't interested. Mother nature say if it feel right, then don't second guess it. I talk to God every day, boy, I can't miss a blessing. Oh Lord, ease my pain with marijuana Hit the stove for some backwoods sweets And an Arizona slight beef In the streets, my partner tapped me on my shoulder You got your heat, cause I see death around the corner We ain't ducking, what's happening? Uh, yeah So we ain't ducking, what's, yeah Uh, let me get it back Check, check Uh, mind racing You know money make I anxious Gotta face it, like every minute, the time's changing. I miss grandpa cooking, I can still hear my grandma singing. They watching over me, but the life I live got my praying. I'm sorry for all them times I went and stole up out your purse. I'm sorry for all them times you was cleaning and you found my work. I'm sorry for all them lessons I ain't really care to learn. But don't you worry, I'm going to keep my promise, that my word. Uh, and I mean that, ho, bring it back. I need them blue and green backs. Pockets full now, tell a meme that. Lazy baby and a lazy boy counting up as a nigga lean back. Going through my phone laughing at these rappers. I can end they shit with a screenshot. Stop playing, man. It's square business. We so for real. Like a crew pair, you know the deal. Slick enough if I can, nigga. I'm going to slide my way up in Oprah wheel. Uh. That's tough, nigga, but if I can, then I must come back, pull up in something, Ku Klux, top off, got them like not a nerd, nigga, uh, I know them people don't want to see me win, oh, I'm right here, what you were saying, you gonna see me win? Been going hard since last night, I think it's 3 p.m., what you expect from a hustler who trying to get these M's, this ain't nothing but a VA sound, yeah, everywhere I go, I'm holding VA down, yeah, real one, I swear you fuck with me if you knew me, guess that goes to show you ain't. Rip Brucey, you my brother for life. Yeah. Rip Thugger, you my brother for life. Mindful discussion. Yeah. 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 Brothers and sisters, this is your host, Black Wig. And you're now tuned into another episode of Mindful Discussion. We got a very special episode today. So y'all tune in. Because I got my brother, Perspective Davis, in the building. How y'all doing? And um, this is a real special guest of mine. This is my brother. Um, Blood don't determine your family, you feel me? Never do. This man's seen it all, man. Ups and downs of me. And um, I like to say I get most of my wisdom from this guy right here. Um, he's young with an old man mind. He's from the deep south, Greensboro, North Carolina. Greenville, country. Greenville, Greenville. Excuse me, Greenville. <laughs> country as hell. 
<laughs> but um, we want to get into some topics today. I know my brother here has a lot to say that um, can be beneficial to the people that's out there listening. It's crazy, man. The world's getting crazy and crazy about a second. But um, you know we gotta stay stay sane through it all and 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 make sure that we breathe. You know, right? Open our minds up. You feel me? Um, black folk, man, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> like. Yeah, always man. been, man. Shit, man. Now it's just like by the lump sum. It always been hard. Uh, I think you can look through history or any kind of uh, depiction of us, uh, any kind of uh, representation of us. You always seen us in the light of fighting, uh, fighting to live, fighting to have rights, continuously fighting for something because we always have been viewed less than that uh, it just never made sense to us because right, right. we know naturally, naturally, uh, I mean, it's cliche, we're kind of magic, man. <laughs> we're kind of magical. Um, they don't know how we do it, for real. Nah, and, and, and um, I think, you know, one of the topics we was talking about or was going into um, fatherhood where fatherhood um is definitely one of those things that has been hmm. uh, cut off at the legs of with us and being pinpointed as number one of the board of how to destroy the black man right how to destroy the black uh, household on as but far as unplugging the power source man right removing us from the situation and right. it leaves us vulnerable you know because right. now you got this uh, the black woman who who can relate and respect and and be as close as she can be to the black man's plight you know what i'm saying right. like but as far as telling a young black boy how to be a black man right. it's, it's something you know even my mom admitted that you know she couldn't teach me you know no woman no woman really can teach a man how to be a man because we're men and naturally we deal with instincts we deal with survival measures in our brain because right. we're designed to protect and survive. So um, when we're dealing in situations, like I said, going back to number one, as far as destroying the black household, um, they straight up took the man in slavery, made it publicly known in front of the woman and his child. Mm -hmm. um, we can do anything to your father. Right. We can do anything to your Making husband. us look powerless. So from now on, you are powerless. Hmm. From the household down, and you've seen the continuation of that until now. And I mean, <laughs> I know it. I know it it's builds crazy. so it's much rage, man. Like, I think you know, I this topic, you know, really hits me home. You know, um, yeah, me too. you know, uh, growing up without a father, like, it's rough. It's almost scary as to how much you don't pay attention to it until you pay attention to it. <laughs> like when you notice, you be like, "Damn, I went so many years without even like." I was masked. I was. I knew. I thought. I. You know, like me. I didn't meet my father until I was twenty-two. I yeah. am twenty-four now. Right. Just turned twenty-four in March. I met him on the day after my grandmother's anniversary, of which she passed. Wow. August fourteenth. Right. So August fifteenth for him. And it was like 
it wasn't really a meet. It was like I like I had like this um he reached out trying to reach out to me, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I figured out, you know what I'm saying? I found out about it. Um I listened to him on the phone, you feel me? And I was like, let me at least hear what he gotta say. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I thought I knew, I didn't know. Now it's this guy. Who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I ain't about to go to my mom's yet because I need to come correct. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not about to disrespect my b- mom. Before he reached out, were you at a point in your life to where you were searching for him or you was already at a point of... No, this was a year. This was this was my one year after um, my grandmother had passed, my great-grandmother, Grandma Chicky. Okay. Um, and uh, her death took a toll on me. Like, mm-hmm. it really did. Like, she raised me. It was, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, from zero to 15 years old. My mom was 19 when she had me. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was me my grandma chicky and her and we stayed in this tiny ass one bedroom apartment bro right you know what i'm saying right and i had two women that didn't have a man you know what i'm saying right and they were raising this young black boy right. one my grandma insisted that i wouldn't be not be gay <laughs> no bullshit like <laughs> like I, my mom tried to go through a string of names with me all types of shit man my right. grandma stayed stern on that shit she put me around little girls when i was young right. she put me in places that were a little bit rougher than each other and she never right. told my mom you feel right. me like my right. like my mom listening right now she don't know she this don't shit know that. Wow. <laughs> wow. like well my grandma hey, mom. me in the jungle like my grandma was like fuck it i'm going uptown right. i need to do my thing I'm going to get with some people that I know that respect me on a whole different level. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you good. And like real life, like walking up through Uptown and DeVille and Southside and all these other different areas, yo. Like I always used to say I could walk in like any neighborhood and I'm good. Because it was always somebody that was family out of respect for my grandmother or they they knew my my grandparents. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I had all these outside forces raising me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's my grandmother. And my mother, she's teaching me the book. She's teaching me the intelligence. She's teaching me technology. You know what I'm saying? She's on the right. on that on the business side of things, if you want to put it like that. My grandma's just straight real life. You know what I'm saying? Like everything about it was real life. How to interact, how to socialize, how to get different places. She's the reason why I know the ins and outs of Alexandria. You right. know what I'm saying? And my grandma Penny was up the street. Right. When I was at my grandma Penny. You know what I'm saying? It's many things that I I remember that she probably don't remember. Like I remember the first time, you know what I'm saying, I seen somebody shoot a gun. Right. And she was in uh she was right on Madison Street and she used to keep her window open that went up to the steps. Right. And I'm sitting on the edge of the couch, you know what I'm saying? Because the breeze coming in. You know, the project house was hot as shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You hear pa. You know what I'm saying? I remember this shit so vividly. It was a light-skinned dude, you know what I'm saying, with a white tee, run down the street, shooting at a nigga. No bullshit. Gunshots flying past one of my grandma Penny just ran over and just grabbed me. Held me down, you know what I'm saying? And I seen the toughness in all these different women that were surrounding me, yo. Right. Like, it made me forget that a father was even there. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when my father comes back into picture, it's like, it's like if anything that I need to know first this nigga is the other half of what created me. Exactly. So I need to know. So that means I truly don't know myself because you I don't, don't know my other half and yet. That's. I get around this guy. I'm like, yo. Right. Yo. I'm like, I don't even want to admit this right now. I'm like, I'm more angry that this is true because it's wow. like, damn, this nigga wow. came at me and it's like, yo. So, right. I, you know, I checked him. I'm like, I said, I'm like, so what's your story and all this? Bro, right. but like, 
like 100 shit like i took a dna test like a little 25 dollars right. bro we like right. cotton squad we sent the joint off he did a copy i did a copy no fraudulent shit i said look bro if it is we'll go from there but if it right. ain't never happened go by my business i take this with me to the grave right you know what right. i'm saying like came back and motherfucker said 99.9999998 i called him yo i broke down at work yo wow like i broke down at work wow and and like wow. now like our relationship is solid it's cool you know what i'm saying like it's not wow. like an everyday thing like how i call my Right, right, but right, like right, two, right. three times a week, I'm talking right. to him. You know what I'm saying? Keeping in contact, we doing right. small things, and it's crazy. Like even now at 22, I'm learning things from him, right. and that's crazy. Like handyman shit. Like I, great. I didn't have to do none of that. Like it's crazy, right. you know. And it's like it's not perfect yet. You right. know what I mean? Like because there's still questions left unanswered and all that shit like that. Right. But Let me, it's still like. Can I can I ask a question on that? Yeah. As far as like questions unanswered. Like for, cause you know, I still deal with this stuff, stuff too. But as far as from your perspective, do you feel like there's a place in time to kind of address him or your mom or whoever to get those questions unanswered? Or because it's a lot of people like you out there, and mm-hmm. as a culture, we move on because we dealt with slavery, we dealt with pain, right? And we never addressed the issue as far as I need these answers, because most times we just move on and it kind of hurts is in the long run. So does do you feel like you gotta get those questions answered? I think now I think the way I played it because I had changed into like a different person. Right. Like depression, all, all right, types right, of stuff. Right, right, right. So now that I have finally came out of it, this happened. I'm like, wow. Um I kinda came straight forward at him, you know? Like I let my mom know once the cat was out the bed, I was like, yo, I'm about to go see him and talk to him. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And my mom was like, You gonna cry. I was like no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm mm. like, you don't really understand like right. how I'm feeling right now. Right. I'm right. like, he will. Sure right. He did. You know what I'm saying? Right. I right. said, but I said, I told him straight up though. I said, look, man, you ain't gotta say your sorries to me. You know what I'm saying? In this situation, bro, nobody really, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody right. really knew. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna fault you because you tried right. to be there. You feel me? Right. So I'm not even going. I'm like, as far as like me growing up kind of missed that you know what right, I'm saying? I said, right, but right 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 i said we'll waste more time trying to play catch up and just right. instead of just starting from right here you know right. Then, right then a year after that i have a grandson wow then he has a grandson and isn't that perfect timing right isn't that crazy right how life works and it's like all right now we can move forward the rest of our life you know what i'm saying it's like right but i want to ask you though man like mm-hmm. from your perspective mm-hmm. um Having a father, you know, who go who 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 was, you know what I'm saying, away for some time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to do what's necessary for him. Right. And having so many unanswered questions, because I know yours was more of a like a pop in, pop out situation. Right. Pop back in, pop back out. And you know, things are pretty like a little steady as far as consistency seeing one another. Right. Um How do you explain your transition from where you 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 once started as a as a young boy in your Damn, perspective bro. to like how like you share laughable moments now with him. This 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 part right here uh, is gonna like you know take take me a little while to get tapped into because um, take your time, man. You go from uh, what what we all like to say a protective mechanism uh, when you're younger to kind of see your mom. Uh, have to deal with situations that, you know, she's by herself. In certain situations, mm-hmm. it's like, 
um, case in point, uh, <laughs> at times it was rough and violent, and uh, me and my mom had to go to a woman's home. Right. Um, we slept on the same bed for about a year. Mm. And uh, I knew for Christmas time, I knew for birthday gifts, couldn't ask for nothing. Right. So my protective mechanism was starting to begin, and I didn't know it as far as you don't ask for anything because she can't provide it for you, and therefore you have to be in a man now. And I learned that about five, mm. six years old. So just giving you a little insight there, it was a continuation of me being humble, me not asking for stuff even though when I probably wanted or needed it. And she, she gave me all my needs. I'm, I'm really proud of my mother, and I love her. Um, seeing that transition, and it took a while as far as having, uh, getting tapped back into the black African-American mentality as a male, building confidence in yourself uh, from a childhood perspective is very very hard i mean mm -hmm. it takes forever to even make a man become a man because you got to establish confidence you got to establish discipline which those two things only a father could give you right those two things only a father could give you because <laughs> that's the only thing you're looking for from a father not necessarily your mom you're looking for a job well done son <laughs> um, and, hey, hey, I, feel, I feel what you're saying and, and you when you don't get that You're going to get it from your mother Because you know she's a nurturer But she's not naturally authentic from your father That you're knows not, Yeah, no one's sunning well you done. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right Like, yeah Job well youngin, done, You know right? what I'm saying? Like, dang So when I had sporting events And my mother wouldn't be there Because she don't know nothing about sports And I look around And my father's not there And, you know, you look at, you know I grew up in North Carolina, but I was born in D.C., and we moved to North Carolina to get away from the violence and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and at that point in time, it was like, uh, it got deeper into, this is going to be my life. I'm going to practice. I have nobody to pick us up. And we grew up, I grew up around about 20, 25 boys. We all didn't have fathers. <laughs> so the consensus was um, we're going to make each other men in some way or the other. And meaning yeah. that is nine times out of ten that means bad because we don't know what a man is. So you got to naturally conform good characteristics from men that you are uh, that you admire and you say, oh, yeah. I like that from teacher Calvin or I like yeah. that from him. I like that from him. See, I grew so, up like that, too. Yeah. Um yeah, like, like, you know, and it's crazy, like, you said, like, 20, like, like, I thought my number was large, because, you know, like, my crew, nah. my crew consists of, like, nine people I can count nah. on hand, not even a whole ten, nine people, you feel yeah. me? And all of us, except one, right. got mom and dad in their house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, sorry, my bad, don't have mom and dad in their house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Only one of them. And it's crazy, though, because it's like, it was still rough for him, too, you know? Right. Um, but I just wanted to say that, like, like that's crazy how that, like, that, oh, we yeah. look for that environment, yeah. you know? Like, we have to look from our brothers who, yeah. who feel the same pain that we feel. And we all got to find our own hustle and support each other. And the sad thing is, it's more common than non-common. Right. Um, and it's even at a point of, uh, so... 
that becomes years, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes days, months, years into a feeling of I'm just going to rebel. And depending on the amount of respect you have or the amount of time uh, your mother or grandmother's in your life, you're going to respect them and they'll help you get through your grades and graduate. But you right. naturally rebel because you say, my environment and my father isn't here. So what is the point in getting a 4.0 GPA if you can't, it can't? change my situation now. right we have no examples of that it does work this way right everything says nope 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 not in the house not in the house not in the house and it's like right all right so who is in the house it's like dang right like, if everybody come, in the field who in the house it comes <laughs> from a point of like even if i get a 4.0 gpa i don't have my father we don't have you know we i can't watch hbo and all Stuff. Right. I can't. Uh, I can't do all of this. So he gave my first condoms. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, son, go ahead. Even Shout out. Tell you, talk to him. Shout out to my man Tyrone that lived next door to me in a wheelchair. He gave my first condoms, man. And I, he didn't know what he was doing to me at that time. I went <laughs> to a middle school ball, and he gave me condoms, and I was like, wow, because you you naturally got this uh, the spark in your brain. Don't yeah. my father supposed to be doing this? You know no bullshit, right? Like you, you naturally son. get that instinct of like, wow, Let me show you how like, to. Sp- that's crazy, game, right? you know what I'm saying? Like that's shout that's, out that's to him, man. Rest in peace. But um, getting back to that transition of even um, having a relationship with my father now, and I'm very grateful because out of out of I believe my closest friends that I grew up with. I'm the only one that had his father attempt to be in my life. Hmm. Um, See, I've had a lot of attempts too, like especially with like you know watching your mom go through, uh, you know, trying a relationship, relationship, engagement after engagement. Like I, I and it and it hurt and broke heart every time, you know, right. to see your mom like that. And oh, it's like, all right, who these niggas? This hate- nigga that like like I noticed this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's, it's every woman goes through that, bro. And, it, and it's like we should definitely give a one minute point on dudes that come into single moms' lives and isn't cognizant on how that son at that time is so in need. Not even in need. The, the child don't even know what he's looking for at the time. Right. But it feels so good to have a another good man, man in, the, in house the house that's trying to show you something. Right. And then they vanish. Poof. So it becomes repetitive. It becomes. Like, all right, I know that. All right. It becomes. Ma, you going to be all right, man. Mental you know situation. Like, right. You become more accepting to men not being men, if that makes sense. Like, like, please believe, bro. Like, I've had that. I've had that fight before with 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 pops. You know what I'm saying? With your pops, with this nigga here. But now nah, I had this conversation before with you know with pops, and I was like, like nigga, you ain't my father. You know what I'm saying? Uh, had to hit him with that jump. Uh, I ain't even gonna lie though. He, we all do. We all say. He that. had the comebacks for the jump. You know what uh, I'm saying? He uh, had to counteract. Uh, so so when he checked me shout like out to check, pops. Yeah, shout out to Pops. You know what I'm saying? Like when he yeah, came back you, and checked me, like for real. Like when he came back and checked me, yo, I was like, damn, that's the first nigga to do that. Right. I said, he's serious. Right. 
Because <laughs> most of them would be like, son, I'm hitting your moms and I'm out. Dude, and we it, don't even care about arguing with you. He was right. the only one to ever say, yo, this my son. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he right. says that, like, comfortably. You right. feel me? Right, right, Like, right. he know, like, nigga, I can say that. You right. know what I'm saying? And I respect that. And that <laughs> comes and that comes with growth, man. Um, Definitely. I also want to shout out, out my pops for... Uh, the only thing you do start to do when you have um like an early father's day special and and <laughs> i mean it, it it's just it's just true and that's why my brain kind of cultivated and came to a conclusion of um this is very systemic like yeah, it it man. comes from a point of being castrated from slavery um, being dumped off the plantation and said, now go be a man just to find out the only skills you had was to pick cotton. Hey, but look, you know what's funny? Like, my bad. Um, as far as, it, it do go back to slavery, right? Like, do. the comfortability of being so used to having your family shipped off and separated from you right. because it wasn't just your family, the person next right. to you family was separated, the person next to you family was separated, next to you know, right. you got to make a family with separated families. Right. And that's, and now look at what happens, right? The man and the woman get together, they create, you know what I'm saying? Then right. they separate. Woman finds man, man finds another woman, right. more kids in the mix. Now people making families with other families, you know right. what I'm saying? And it's like, it's almost like, not even like Game of Thrones pure bloodlines anymore. Like no it's bullshit. Not, it's it's like it's it's tainted. You know what I'm saying? You, it's like But if you understand ah. the black family, we never had Game of Thrones. Because that slavery destroyed us in so many ways. We didn't have shit to fight over. That the only <laughs> thing that became normal was for black women to unify and raise the children. Because you can't keep the core strong, man. Being a black man in America Nothing on paper was ever written about you. Nothing. Our, so, our identity does not exist here. So let, let me go into that a little bit more as far as that. Um, get kicked off the plantation. The only skill set you have is to pick cotton, so they rehire you for cotton. They create a police force at that time to police you, to trick you, and re-kind of under kind of still the way slave you into a mentality of you're nothing but this um which in this well, capitalistic structure hmm. pick this cotton and so it go from it goes from there oh, we'll whip <laughs> to the point of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X just a brief insight on becoming um becoming visual visualizations of uh, men and and being what we could be, but they're cut out from us. And get the war war in Vietnam, and you start the heroin process, and then you know they bring drugs in from cocaine and crack, and you create that. So you have this um, continuation of you do what I say, boy, or you can just die, right? And so that depressive mind state leaves you in a place of, that depressive mind state leaves you in a place of, I can't do it. And if I can, why do it? And even to the day, you still see that. And so from my perspective growing up, I was always smart enough and intellectual enough to look at the history and then compare it to my life to try to understand my father 
try mm-hmm. to understand my father's father, which that helped me better understand my father. My father's father died at five. I mean, when he was five or six, he never learned how to be a father. So my man helped. Marcus Garvey was talking about that shit back in the nineteen hundreds, bro. Right. He was saying he said that he said he said that he said the easiest way to destroy is from within inside by removing a black man from his family. Right. That's in nineteen ten. You feel me? Right. He's woke back then. The same shit that's going on now has been happening back then. It's been happening before then. Because it's already been 50, 60, 70 years deep program. Now it's right. at 140. Now it's right. you know what I'm saying? It keeps going more and more and more. Like right. You know what I'm saying? Like I've really been reading into him and 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 Brother Gavri like was really speaking, you know what I'm saying? Like like his movement, a lot of people like kinda like down him for like I guess. Yeah, some other stuff he did when he went to but London and stuff like Malcolm that. Malcolm X, you know what I'm saying, his father was a part of part of the part of the part of the wave. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was he was very close to him. That's what got Malcolm X influenced. Martin Luther King was influenced by him too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he made sense. You know what I'm saying? He was like, if everyone's like, we just want to play for keeps, then why don't we just go where we got to go, go back to Africa, and have our own stuff, and leave everybody else alone. And we can handle business, and people going to respect us for having our own. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we were too busy, and he said it. He said, we're too focused on trying to have what everyone else has. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you have to share, that means people get smaller portions. Right. You feel me? If they already identified us as saying we don't want you here, then why don't you just go back to where you came from? Right. You know what I'm saying? We took you there, but y'all y'all can go back. You know what I'm saying? And right. so they was like, yeah, we'll fund it. You know what I'm saying? But of course, like you know, things happen and other people going out. You know, history. You know, it was hard back then. Right. But you know, it just opened my eyes up to so many different things. You know, like the way that we've been um, getting shitted on lately. Oh my gosh, bro. It's like, they trying to make us stink out here. Like, they is really hating, you know what I'm saying? Like, the NFL got crazy with with with, with Trump saying that, um, calling us sons of bitches. Anyone that protests against national anthem and, and against police brutality. Now, let's be realistic. That's, that's Them sons nice, of bitches though. is the only people that's protesting are black, and we're not going to talk about the that's three white nice. people. You know what I'm saying? That's, and he called upon the NFL owners because he already know who gave him the money. So he was calling out to the people he knew. Right. You know what I'm saying? So which goes to show you who they really in ties with. He called a, he, he made a bird call to the crew. You feel me? Even though they may not act, they're going to be rattled. They feel, he, they, they're like, bro, you're tripping. You know what I'm saying? Seven million dollars of their own money went to Trump right. campaign. Right. But none of that really shocks or surprised me because like, like I was saying, like when you look at the history of it, that's always been the case. It's always been the case of the more leg room we let y'all walk in, mm-hmm. y'all can't run. Right. Now, now that's some deep that's deep to say. The more leg room we're gonna give you, you can walk in, but you can never run hmm. with us. So sit down, little boy. Sit down. Because take this money and be quiet because you know you got a family to provide for. You you're not get, willing to take no risk for your own people and your own dignity and you your own start, kind. When you get to start walking against that grain, you got to go. So many of us is is, is, go. is going against our culture, man. And it's, and it's really, really sad at this point, yo. Like, like, I commend the people who standing up. And it's like, damn. Cap the only one that really got a major consequence for 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 starting the trend. You know what I'm saying? But now it's getting out of hand, spreading like Wi-Fi. 
Lewis controversy over here, little controversy over there, little controversy over there. You know what I'm saying? They name dropping, so we name dropping too. It's it's it's, it's back and forth battle now, right. and it's and it's just like it's amazing how everything just updated. It's like it's like instead of having the first Microsoft Windows, now you got Windows Eight. Right. Racism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like is man, it's it's sad, bro. And we we. As the NFL, you know, like I just want to like I hope the players wake up, man. Like for them, for us to have seventy five percent of our color dominate the NFL as players, if we join together in numbers and right. in unity, bro, there is no football. There is no you gonna right. tell me what to do. Right. They just they just riding this out until they can, you know what I'm saying? Until we start a revolution or right. something like that. Right. And we ain't got to start our own league. We can just. Demand what's ours. Right. And get what's ours. But the fear comes into play. Because like I said, I mean, it even got to the point of um, systemically, that's always been the case. And that goes back into fatherhood um, to where where man can never be a man. Um and we're living in a country to where it was always showcased that if you can't be a man in this country, how can you be a man in your own household? And so that kind of depicted the situation of if I get you pregnant right, and I'm hustling, right? right? I'm hustling. The drugs is on the move and I'm hustling. This is the only way of my income I dropped out because my daddy issues and I get you pregnant. I got daddy issues. I got mental issues. I'm gonna learn mental, how to be a father cuz ain't nobody teach me how to be one. I be, health, I be saying that shit, man. Mental it's health crazy. is very important in this because depression, man. Depression it's real, is the bro. number one factor on a lot of these decisions I've because had my dose. from the point you are born, mm. you're told your heroes we murdered them. Hmm. Every so who, single so one of them. So who are you? We murdered your heroes. Or they died off terribly. So when you, <laughs> when you grow up under that depressive mind state and you have your own child and you're selling drugs because you're mentally messed up and you go home and now you got to get a job at McDonald's and the woman no longer looks at you like a man because you're not in America. We all feel the we all feel the weight of, on our shoulders. Hmm. Um, you feel like mm, maybe I should leave, right? Maybe right. I should leave because a man in America means I bring home the bacon, and that's all the reason on why these issues today exist on men and women battling on who is who in a relationship. But that's a whole nother topic. But um. It comes from that systemically on we are in control and it doesn't matter what you do, you have to abide by our rules. And slowly but surely, we're starting to understand uh, financially because that's the only education we really should be learning about. Right. It's finances. numbers is everything. We and don't that's, need the, a, that's the advantage. Why learn about Christopher know, no. Columbus? Why? Why? That's not going to help you make money. Why? He de- he didn't even the discover this do. first. Right. We need to learn finances, and it always was a reason why 
we never learn finances. So going back into understanding all of that for myself, I was able to deal with my father better. I was always able to deal with, hmm, I kind of could understand um, decision-making from my father. And I, I yeah. kind of could understand because it's an outside-in view hmm. that all of us should take into account. And then we decide there to how to attack these issues, not from the ins- not saying, oh, me, I'm hurting. Saying we are hurting because... All of our fathers right. were, weren't so there. So we hurting together. So this is bigger than just us, right? It's bigger than us. It, so, But I definitely want to shout out my father because uh, I moved up here when I was 18, and my father yeah. said, look, man, you got to get a job. I'm taking you to Job Corps. Matter of fact, he took me when I was 16. Uh, went to Job Corps. They trained me in uh, summer camp. And hmm. um, without that, I would not have been working uh, DOD contracting for the last uh, 10 years. So wow. you really need a father in your life to have you for those stern decisions. Now, he may have missed some of the moments that made me who I am. Right, but right. Al- That's what I'm saying. he also had that definitive period that was like, I'm going to kind of push you to also make you who you are going to be in the future. So. That's why it's always instrumental for a father to always be in your life. Absolutely. Shout out Pop. Pops. Pops, man. Hey, man. Pops the flyest guy I know. Yeah, always That's the flyest guy I know. Pops will bring out a fur in the summertime, man. Make it seem cool. <laughs> but, um, so, for the folks out there, um, if you got a phone on you, you know what I'm saying, go to Google. You can type in a photo that says equality versus equity. And I'm showing that I'm showing a brother perspective right now. Um, this image, and what we've always fought for as 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 the black community was equality. You heard a lot of it coming from Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying, and, and some other prominent figures. So there's an image that shows a grown man, a teenage boy, and an adolescent boy, um, and they're all standing on one box. And underneath it says equality. They're looking over a fence into a baseball field. The, the adult can see, the teenage boy can see. However, the little boy is looking through the crack of a fence. On the other side, it says equity. The man is tall enough to see over the fence without a box. The teenage boy has one box, and the father gave the smallest boy two boxes so that now he can see as well. So in the first image, only two out of the three were able to see, and the little boy was left out, and that was equality. On the other image, it was equity, and all three could see as the little boy was standing on two boxes and the father was standing on none. So it made me ponder what should we had really been fighting for when we were actually on Front Street trying to make a change. Right. Um, This picture picture is what Martin Luther King, his last speeches was about. Hmm. His first speeches were getting us in the civil rights movements as far as equality, but then he started getting on the path of going against the grain with equity. Right. With we got to understand these finances and prepare our children to be on this the real same playing level as our oppressors. Yeah. And the equality versus equity or the comparison is okay. Yeah, we can all stand on the same crate at the same time. But with this equity, um, 
I can propel my kids to be on the same level as your kids while your agenda is to do that anyway. So um, that's what that picture represents to me, and I think that's what we should be battling, especially now with everything going on, um, period. So 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 check this out, right? So when I saw this, I kind of just like got blown because all I've known my entire life was equality, 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 equality. Not even knowing that this 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 uh, this oppression, this this system that they put us in, even comes down to vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they don't mind talking about Martin Luther King and equality in mm-hmm. schools now, mm-hmm. with with in the mix with the white kids, right? right. Because. They know that inequality does not mean that it's going to be perfect. There's still room for error based on your own circumstances, right? Because the little boy, the only reason he has an equal opportunity by standing on the same box as everyone else, but because of his own personal height, he's not able to see what offense. Whereas in equity, another man realizes that the man next to him is of a disadvantage. So he offers him some of his resources so that they may prosper together and enjoy the moment. Whereas in that picture of equity, he's cheering, the, the teenage boy is cheering, and the little boy is cheering. Whereas only the father looks concerned and the um, middle child, and the little child is just sitting there like, this is kind of stupid, mm-hmm. peeking through the fence with one eye. So it's like, so I was reading the autobiography of Malcolm X, and he, I highlighted a quote in which he said in his own words that um, I tried to preach to the man that wanting to integrate was a waste of time as I have experienced it myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. He said, trying to have what, the, what, what someone else has only means that you're going to obtain smaller portions of it if you get it. Because now everyone's playing for their own scraps. Well, if they had their own and we had our own, we can conduct on a business level. We can have our own banks, our own money, our own system. And he did that in, in reference of just highlighting what Marcus Garvey was preaching. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as fairness. Like, if you want civil rights, if you want your fairness and all this, it's got to come from the finances. Everybody's paying to play. And we not, we're trying to – that's why black people now, even down to a simpler standpoint of just, like, getting something from a friend, we're always looking for a handout. You know what I'm saying? We're always looking for a handout because we're not always trying to pay full price. We right. want to pay to play, but we need to find some way that it's going that we can have a little bit of this on the side too. When instead of we can just grind for it, unify, you know what I'm saying, and and join together as a force and 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 really punch numbers together, like. Right. Even when you say that, um, it pops in my head that our intelligence sparked our creativity, and. Throughout history, we were robbed of our creativity by getting patents and becoming a way for them to earn profit in this capitalistic uh, structure. We're going to steal everything that we see from them that's creative, right? and we're going to profit from it, even to athleticism to today. Even in, um, in, in long African and times, we don't man, have that mindset. The Europeans came into Africa. They stole our medicine. They stole our science. They stole our mathematics. They stole our stole our, 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 our cultivation. They stole everything, man. Still, they stole everything from it. it. And like even now, bro, like like a lot of people don't know Paris. Like the archives of Paris have majority of Egypt's like prominent artifacts still. Why did you have it? 
why does not Egypt own it? You know what I'm saying? Or like these other African countries where it's like this is German territory, or this is British territory, this right. is Irish territory. It shouldn't be your territory. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not out there living with the lions and bears anyway. If you ran across uh, one of them tribes in the jungle, you're not doing nothing to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you're you're out of element. So who right. are you to claim what? Right. They won't so, agree if you come in there with that. It's um, it's imperative that we constantly look at this from a perspective of it's been too long. We've been in this position, have not benefited from it. With the last point of Donald Trump saying, "Bitches." Um, <laughs> Sons of he backs bitches. up a lot of people that feel like we should always stay in our position. And what are we going to do about it? Um, it's a lot of ways you can go about it. Please, it man. Y'all unify. Let's get their level. We have to unify financially. We have to get our own books. I think last year we spent like what? We have our own money, then they won't have to worry one, about us. One man. trillion, two trillion dollars on just bullshit uh, Jordans and shit like that. And I was listening to Malcolm X the other day, and I think in the sixties, uh, the yearly rate was two billion. Hmm. And that's in the sixties. So it makes you think that we have always had the power to change things. We were decapitated. At a point of our mentality of since the inception of slavery, the head of the household, we're literally going to fondle with him in front of the wife and the male. Right. And we're going to put you in a mindset, psychology, like psychologically wise, that you have to accept what we're giving you. And we still haven't gotten out that Jim Crow mindset. We still. Nope. Have not we still have not said? Look, I think I should start creating my own, and maybe I shouldn't go to work. Maybe I should start figuring out how I can profit off my own talents. Right. But then it gets deeper on what are your talents? Who taught you those talents? Uh huh. And then you start saying, "Was my father there?" Yep. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they know. The system they designed of bringing Africans here. They're very good at playing stupid. saying over a period of time, you're going to forget that you were even Africans. My grandma never talked to me about that bullshit. More importantly than that, you don't even know what part of Africa you're from. Right. We got to go on ancestry. So. Sending DNA something. Just the fact. They could never <sighs> deport us because we built America. That's why we always got treated the way we were treated. don't even remember where they got us from because it's so big. Af like, people don't understand. When you look at a global world map, Africa is not that small. It's two times the size, two to three times the size of the entire uh, uh, North America. Right. It's big as fuck, yo. Everything right. was once connected to Africa. Right. Back in Pangea, you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, you know. Mother Nature doing this thing and right. things breaking off or whatever, but even they, even 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 white folk, you know what I'm saying, say like um, that they found Lucy in Africa. That's the oldest fossil remains they ever found. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, right. we know what color she was. Right. Look where she was found. It wasn't even on the outskirts. It was right. deep in the, in, the, in the middle of Africa. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. All right. So well, now we know where all DNA comes from. So, right. you know what I'm saying? It goes down to, to, to even down to racial claiming. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're losing numbers. You feel me? Um, if you look at it, right, scientifically proven that any child that is born with one race and of the black race, the black gene is always dominant, right? right. So it makes that child predominantly African. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of African right. descent. You know what I'm saying? Or African. Whatever her- black heritage it is, you're right, right? Right. So it instantly qualifies to them as that child is, is tainted. He's no longer pure. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't we're out right. on that. Right. So you go to, you can go, now they go to Hispanics. Right. They go to Asians. And they right. make children with them because they're close. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not nowhere near associated with that. But right. the problem is, when we mix with the Asians or we mix with the whatever the other places it is, we take over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our DNA spreads because it's right. it's it's from the earth. It's the original. Right. You know what I mean? And it's it's just crazy, like how they want to discredit us so much. Right. To the point, it's like what. What left is there for us to claim? So now we got to create new stuff that you can't even deny now, right. just because of recent times, you know. Right. And if no one's trying to rebuild, then we not we our part our portfolio is but so big as of right. right now, you know. And we've done monumental things, but even on a big stage, they seem mediocre. Right. Huh? It um. It's sad, man. It's like whenever we get on topics like this, we all. Feeling, in a way, helpless. Right. Um, and then we understand hip hop now is the culture. It's um, the number one music genre in the world. Hip hop beat rock and roll for the first time in 2017. It affected the world to a point of we are everyone kind of wants to be. To be. Um, can I can I can I say right. something real quick? Um, speaking on that, trying to be that they want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like like us, right? I was reading, I've been reading the writings and speeches of Marcus Garvey in chronological order. It's a book that puts it in chronological order. You know what I'm saying? All his all his different things, right? In the beginning, he said he talked about his childhood. And he said that he never really because he grew up in Jamaica, he said he never really realized like segregation or like racism or whatever you want to call it until the age of 14. He said, so by the time he realized it, he laughed at it and didn't care because he knew that his entire life growing up after their parents said, you you no longer can hang together, that they always had wanted to be like him. So he said it didn't bother because he knew that they were always fronting. So that's what made him him like he not nuts. have no no feeling to how they how they what they say to him or what they try to do to him because he was like it right. was proven to me right these kids wanted to do what I did they wanted to run like I ran they wanted to right. talk like I talked they wanted right. to re- do like I did they wanted to act right. like how I acted they right. mimicked me right. until their parents told them not to right so by then it was already programmed in them right it, you and, know what and I'm it is and it's um I can kind of correlate to that with my own life being born in DC until I to North Carolina, I was like five. I kind of ran and had my own experiences with some kids in high school. 
got around me, uh, naturally can see them assessing that what I learned from my grandparents and my parents isn't right. true. <laughs> You're dope as fuck. But my parents told me never be around you. Um, never let my sisters be around you. Y'all are not intelligent. And wow. I had one of my friends, man, actually tell me that, um, and I really never tell nobody this, but in North Carolina, in Greenville, North Carolina, hmm. which it was one of the main spots for the Ku Klux uh, Klan, that um, it's a long line of that. And for them to gain their own understanding and their own perspective, because they don't know. It's a lot of towns that they grow up in is all white, and then you go to high school, and your best player is black, and you right. like, oh snap, let me learn him. As soon as you learn him, your whole perspective on life is shattered, but you still got the pressures of your society and your family trying to propel you in a situation to just be uh, selfish and capitalistic. But that kind of coincides or correlates or goes with. Uh, Marcus Garvey on the truth is always going to come out once you see me. Right. Once you see me, naturally you're like, he is better. He is there is something special about them. And it and it's not breaking down the races necessarily. It is some bad white boys out there. Nah, it but is. As a collective in the majority when you see a culture, when you see the culture of America, when you see the culture of the world kind of cultivate and swirl around ours, that is something to be said in that. And that's something we got to take hmm. heed to. That is something that we got to profit from. We got to understand our own business, our own, um, our own we got to create our own structure, one that we never had because we never looked at trying to make money off our own thoughts and ideas but right. we have to because that's how the world is so um that is definitely interesting how what was that 100 years ago we still in the same place <laughs> uh, like a hamster you know what I'm saying a hamster in the wheel man we still in the like, same place still in the man. same place man and it's just like man lately i've been running to a lot of people you know like that's like that's like talking on on a level in which we talking, you know. Um, I came across a guy who's a writer for like right. different types of like popular like Bleacher Report and all these other things, and he's like, "Yo, I want to write about this stuff, but it's hard to find a platform that can." I'm like, "Bro, you can write on." I'm like, "Look, I'm about to make a website, bro. You can, you can, you can, you know what I'm saying? You write on this joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, you say whatever right. you want." And then when I say that mindful discussion is a platform for the people, I mean whatever your hustle is, whatever your grind is, as long as it's giving back to the community of your folk, you know what I'm saying? This is your platform to get your voice heard. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to get right. people hurt. You know what I'm saying? And if and if and if they want to come and shut me down because I'm letting too many people say how they feel, then come and bring it. You they know can, what I'm saying? They, they like, but this is this mindful, this mindfulness, this mindful lifestyle. This is a movement that um, I hope hundreds and thousands of people like really like follow you feel me like y'all tune into this and y'all listen to this and this is why i express yourselves like please let people hear this you know i'm putting everyday people on here not as not to be interviewed but to be co-hosts with me so that they can you know what i'm saying let you know like look man we're gonna give you everything every perspective of every type of black there is you know what i'm saying and we're gonna make make it known that like our, our melanated nation is is really heavy this mindful uh, you know what i'm saying melanation is is real 
you know? Um, so when we start these fundraisers um, that's coming within the next month, um, I really need y'all to get on board, man, because we giving back to our youth because that's where it starts at. You know, as, a, as, a, as an educator, I always say a million times a day, it starts at home every time I see a kid act out of line. It starts at home. It starts at home as far as the level of respect and, and the way we present ourselves and the way we articulate ourselves. Um, ain't nothing wrong with who we are and what we like as a culture, but when it's time to handle business, we need to know how to do that. And that's why we trying to... Every time you buy something that's mindful, whatever it is, it's giving back, um, not to our pockets, but it's giving back to the kids that can get them new laptops, that can get those new basketballs, that can get those new uh, um, uh, pencils and, and supplies and all those things like that. And we picking different organizations to help, not even just youth, but all of our people, you know what I'm saying, from from illnesses to, to disabilities, um, to encouragement, to, to, to other causes like is here, and the only way we're going to do it is by unifying, and we're trying to s show ourselves as solidified. You're going to hear a lot from my brother's perspective. You know what I'm saying? My brother's perspective, Davis, right here, man. This is this is like, I'm trying to tell you, man, I have some of the deepest conversations with this man right here, you know? Um, you're going to hear a lot from my brother, Jab, you know what I'm saying? That was him in the beginning. If you were listening, wondering who was that rapper, follow him at One Take Jab, um, as well as uh, the lovely lady, Lexus. She's always here. Um, she's got a slight cold right now, but she'll be back very soon. Um, and she's got some things that she wants to rap to y'all about as well, too. And we just appreciate y'all ears. We make sure that y'all follow us at MFD Podcast. That's MFD Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, um, SoundCloud, um, Apple Music Podcast app. Um, you can find us on all those platforms. Um, we posting deep things is just as well as talking to y'all. Um, there's so many things that can be included with this mindful movement, and we just pray that y'all support. We pray that y'all subscribe. Please subscribe. Let them see the numbers. Let them see the ratings. Show them that we about this and that we genuine, that we thorough. You feel me? We not riding no C trains over here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You can miss me with that. I'll I'll catch I'll catch a different one. You know what I mean? I'll walk. I'm good. Um. Um, before we get out of here, is there anything else that you like to say to the people, man? Nah, I, I was just um. Continuation is trying to rip us apart by any means, in any way necessary, um, and even it's it's to the point of being uh, subconsciously. Uh, ripping us apart. They don't even know that they're ripping us apart or they don't even know ways that they can help us. Help yourself realize the greatness that is in you. Um, my brothers, man, I remember being at a point of trying to figure out, trying to figure it out, being inspired by some great men I've met, some black men I met that I can do it. Um, one, of the, one of the people was that was Bill Moore, uh, black man I knew that own the company and is a millionaire and all that, but it becomes uh, you have to meet people that can show you that you can do it, and then we'll spark the change as far as healing ourselves. But one of the things I forgot to say is that we were never built on a culture of love. Our culture was slavery and crack and selling drugs and rap, but we got to go back to we have to love each other. And we have to start from there to understand where we are way more alike and different 
and we really don't mean harm to each other, but everything was misconstrued. And uh, that's that's all I got to say, man. Um, I appreciate it, bruh, for letting me come on. Absolutely, man. Piece. I appreciate you for you being know, on here. You know what I'm saying? It's much love. Um, that's Brother Perspective Davis, y'all. Um, let them know where they can find you at. Um, Destined, D-E-S-T-I-N-D, 214. Um, and you definitely inspired me to... Uh, get back on my podcast game, and I'm going to be yeah. Y'all, y'all look out. Opening up on my own It's going to be called Open Perspective. So, um, you know, you'll be hearing from me. I appreciate it, bro. Man, y'all can catch me on that coming very, very soon. You know, so yeah, over here. Once again, y'all make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Apple Music Podcast app at MFD Podcast, uh, Mindful Discussion Podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share, uh, drop a comment, leave your suggestions on the feedback. Um, if you if you want to submit anonymously, you can always send an email to mindfulsubmissions at gmail.com. Um, like I said, we got the fundraising coming very soon. It's almost about to get jump started in a couple weeks. Um, um, we, we're starting to pick our organization in which we're going to go for. We're going to make sure that it's a prize and that everyone knows um, at least the details and backgrounds of which it is. Once again, you know what I'm saying, we official with it. We're going to make sure we show everything full and front, and it's going to be a beautiful event. And um, we just going to go where God leads us. Um, thank y'all um, for listening. Uh, catch us next time. Once again, this is your host, Black Wick. Co-host today, Brother Perspective Davis, uh-huh. and we out. Peace.